0: Fab and Fem Zone—it's your place to be inspired and empowered. Bonnie Gale, body liberator, and Mia Signs, self-love teacher, take you on a journey to live your extraordinary lifestyle of Fab and Fem.
1: Hello, and welcome to Fab and Fem. I'm Mia Signs, and my co-host. With you guys is Bonnie Gale. Welcome, Bonnie. How are you? I'm good, Mia. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. This is such a fun show because we get to share everything fabulous and feminine with our listeners. And before we bring on our guest, I just want to give a teaser that she is both of those and more. So we're really excited. So what in the world of women and things? Fabulous, would you like to talk about this week as our little intro that we love to do? I saw on social media that you went to a shoe shopping uh party at Neiman Market. How amazing <laughs> is that? <laughs> that
0: was fabulous and female. That was like fabulous <laughs> at every level. And here's the best part. I got a pair of gold slippers. I love that.
1: Gold slippers. Wow.
0: And they're not they're not like matte gold. They are like shiny, shiny gold. And they <laughs> and they look like they're from Victorian times, so I'm so excited. I can't wait to wear them. They are so funky. In fact, I'm gonna wear them to your birthday party. Oh fun.
1: That would be great. Awesome. <laughs> Love it.
0: It's Mia's I birthday like this you. week and that is fabulous too. And so let's all say happy birthday to Mia because I know like it's you know this is a big year for her. It's a big change year, and I'm not going to tell you how old she is, but I will tell you that she is fabulous in her fifties.
1: Well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and um so, speaking of somebody not in their fifties, is our guest. <laughs> Just kidding. We have a beautiful guest. Her name is Patty Alfonso. She's one of my favorite human beings on this planet, and. The reason I love Patty, and I'm going to have her bring her on in a minute and have her share her story. The reason I love Patty so much is she talks and loves the body like almost like no one I've ever met. She has this Mm. beautiful personal relationship that is um, nurturing and positive. And when I do the practices that Patty teaches, my body starts to talk to me. Like she says it does and it's really beautiful. So I want to introduce you to the lovely Patty Alfonso. Welcome Patty. Hello beautiful, fabulous women. Wow. Thank you so
2: much for inviting me to play with you today. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> oh my
0: god. And we're excited to have you.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Very much so. Very much so. As we get into this, would you like to share your story? I- pretty powerful on what brought you to the point of having this amazing relationship with your body and then also how you've moved into the body love movement. Yes, I would
2: love to. Um, Well, in my family, (laughs) (laughs) our bodies weren't really included in our lives. Like everything that was important happened from the neck up. Everything that my family valued as important happened from the neck up. Being smart, studying, um, you know, being a good little girl. And uh there was absolutely no inclusion of our bodies in our lives. Forget, like, Sexual energy and being a sexual being. None of that. That was like a big, big, big no-no in, in my family. And so I spent most of my life completely disconnected from my body. Everything was from the neck up. Like, like the power of my thinking capacities was off the charts. But Mm. dropping energetically into my body just wasn't anything that I learned when I was younger. And so when I began my journey with personal development, um, one of the things that we had to do as part of that journey and being certified and, and all of that was find a movement for our bodies and include our bodies in that way. Now, I had always been a fan of dancing. I loved dancing when I was little, ballet dancing, jazz dancing, whatever. You put music on, I was dancing all over the place. (laughs) But again, you know, and I was also very creative. You know, I was really into um, the the dramatic arts and, and just everything that was creative, but that wasn't valued either. So when it came time in my journey to include my body, I was like, okay, I don't know what that is. I have no idea. You know, I was a meditator and I tried yoga, but that didn't really work. And I tried to work out because I was supposed to and that's what you're supposed to do. But none of the things that I was doing was actually like a turn on for my body. None of the things that I was doing was anything that lit, that lit up my body. And so when I had to find the movement for my certification, I magically, thank you, consciousness, and thank you, body, I ended up in a pole dancing class. And when I got to that class, like I knew that there was an energy that I wasn't allowing myself and my body to have, but I didn't know what it was. I just knew that something was missing. And I was like, okay, this is weird. But when I ended up in the pole dancing class, I was like, oh this. This is the energy that I haven't been allowing myself to have, that I wasn't there, act- not even not allowing myself, I just wasn't allowed to be sexual and to like really be present with my body in that way. And so my journey in creating this relationship, and I loved what you said, Mia, is absolutely correct. My journey in creating this relationship with my body started With my pole dancing classes and throughout, you know, the rest of that journey, adding different tools from different modalities to really have that space of like friendship with my body. I truly treat my body as I would treat my dearest, most wonderful friend. She is included in everything that I do and she very, very often guides me in ways that is just different. When I surrender to the consciousness that my body innately has, everything in my life expands. You know, when I just follow the energy and I include my body in that, oh my gosh, things are just magical beyond belief. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm a
1: big, big
2: believer in, in including your body. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I I just had a uh, a flash to probably I I've been under a, a lot of pressure lately. We could say simply because I have uh, we all three of us are actually in this book, Love Revolution. That's that's uh, here and this movement and and all of that and and I have been pushing myself you just you just sparked like this thing that was probably from like the old trauma ways that we push our body out of the way and our head says we can do it even though our body says i'm exhausted i need a break Mm -hmm. or i want to have fun and i wasn't listening and um it's interesting because i can see so clearly now Mm -hmm. yeah even yesterday saying I'm relaxing on the boat going, I'm relaxing here, and when I'm through, I have to push, 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 and get out and, and do, do, do. And I was like not respecting the fact that my body just wanted to be still and quiet. I mean, I tried, mm-hmm. but it's about separating the brain out, isn't it? And that, that conversation, that old negative conversation that we yeah. have to do what our brain tells us and not what our body yes.
2: tells Yes, yes. There's a, there's a saying that the creator of access consciousness kind of coined and he says, when you're thinking, you're stinking. You know, <laughs> like I constantly have to tell my brain, my mind, right? Not the brain, cause the brain is what helps your body function, but that mind, right. that critical mind that is always mm-hmm. pushing and pushing and that negative self talk. If you're guiding your life based on that, then that's just. When you're thinking, you're thinking, you know, um, letting that go, telling that critical mind to just you, you and your body got this. And I love that you, that you brought that up. Like I just spent, I just was in Palm Desert on a four day retreat with Sheila Kelly, who's the creator of S Factor. And that's where yes. I started learning pole dancing. And when I got back, you know, there was that like, oh my God, I have to catch up on work. And my body was like, no. And I literally slept most of yesterday. I slept, I got up, I had breakfast, I thought I was going to get some work done. My body was like, Nope, we're changing. We just went through like a huge process of breaking limiting patterns, you know, deep ones that I hadn't quite gotten to yet. And Mm -hmm. we need to rest. So I slept. And then I would get up and I would get some food. And then I was like, should we work? Nope. So I slept some more. And I literally slept most of yesterday. And that is part of honoring your body and honoring what your body requires to facilitate you into that deep change, to contribute to your life, into creating more and having more. I mean, it, it was through loving my body in this completely different way, where I truly, truly acknowledge what she requires when I really include her. That's what has expanded my life in the most dynamic way. Whenever I'm in my head, and I'm trying to create something from my head, it never goes as easily and as smoothly as when I'm creating my life with my body.
1: Mm-hmm. So I love that
2: you had that example. And I saw your pictures on Facebook. You were out with your family and sailing. Yes. So relaxed and so beautiful. And your smile was just like lighting up social media, you know, and that's part of including your body. Like, what does your body want to do today? There's a lot of times when I think, oh, I've got to get this work done, but my body wants to go for a hike or she wants to right. go, you know, swimming or in the hot tub. And when I choose those things, when I come back to my work, it's always easier and it's always faster. Like right after this interview, I'm going to get a massage. Because <laughs> I just that four days pole dancing, <laughs> and my body requires a little
0: extra love care right now. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that. I love that. And you know what, Patty? I love how you talk about honoring your body. And um, actually bringing your body wisdom into everything else that you do, I would actually like to kind of get into that more because I think that a lot of people don't really understand like how they could even do something like that. Like, does that even exist? And so I think that it would be really valuable to hear like, what is your process for doing that? How, How do you include your body in every decision that you make?
2: Awesome. Thank you so much. That's a great question. Um, And this is a new way of being with your body. This is not something that we're taught. And this was something that I personally had to practice and practice and practice. So I will definitely share some tools with you on how to do that. But I want to highlight the way that this world is with bodies in general. You know, you usually have someone who knows more than you do, whether it's your doctor, your naturopath, your acupuncturist, your chiropractor, someone else that is telling you what you should do with your body. And so then you take that information, oh, I should eat six meals a day or three meals a day and I should work out at least three days a week for at least 20 minutes and I need cardio and I need weights and I need this. So there's all of this overload of information from someone else telling you about your body. Where in that do you ask your body what she or he requires? Nowhere.
1: <laughs> Nowhere. Oh
0: way. my god. So. Well, so they, that, and, and not only that, think about even sexually. You know what I mean? Yes, like what we expose our vaginas to. How many times have you asked your vagina, oh okay, god. seriously, you, like what he wants in this? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> absolutely. 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 That's exactly where I'm going. So in everything, and if we really look at this, everything in this world is actually for your body. The clothes that you wear, the car that you drive, the people you have sex with, um, you know, the everything. Everything is for your body. The house that you live in. Do you ask your body what she would like for those things? If you didn't have a body, you wouldn't actually need any of those things. So including your body in those choices for me personally in my journey has been like imperative. So how do you do that? Cause you asked me for tools. Let's get into that. Um, yes. Yeah. Ask. Just ask. Ask your body. Your body has innate wisdom. Innate consciousness. And she or he will respond through sensations. So hi body hi, hi, do it right now. Everyone listening, just say hi to your body. Put your hi, hands... body. Yeah, put your hands anywhere on your body and just get present with him or her. Hi. And really starting to include your body by asking your body questions. Body, what would you like for breakfast today? And just getting present with the energy that shows up. Your body's going to communicate to you with energy, through sensations. That's why awakening the senses of your body is so important. Because it's through sensations, whether it's goosebumps or tingles. Or like for me, sometimes it shows up in pictures. Um, You know, I get a picture of like what my body wants to wear when I put that on. My body is just, like, light and expansive and joyful. So you ask your body questions. Where would you Mm. like to go today? How would you like to move today? What would you like to eat? What would you like to wear? Oh, that person's attractive, Body. Body, do you want to have sex with that person?
1: (laughs) Would that be fun for you? Exactly. (laughs) And
2: And then in following the energy, so if it's light and expansive, right? If you get goosebumps or tingles or like just your energy expands in any way, then that is what is true for you. If, if the energy contracts in any way and you feel like smaller or that critical mind kicks in, or you kind of like just your energy just, just contracts, then that's what we call heavy. And that's not true for you. So like when I got up, yesterday and i was like all right cool i need a walk like i need to be out in nature body you want to go out to nature yes okay cool so i got in my car and i went out to the park and i surrounded myself with the trees and the nurturing of the earth and the birds and the turtles and i really just took my time walking through the park and i thought using that word on purpose thought that i would be able to get some work done when i got home but when i got home body was like, "Mm -mm, we need rest. And I just for me, like it's become a sort of knowing, like I said, this is a practice. And anything that you introduce as a new tool, you have to practice it until it actually becomes a part of you. So when I got home, I just knew that I was not going to sit at my desk at the computer, I needed to lay down and surround myself with yummy soft pillows and like just gently be in my bed and rest. I just knew that. And so I gave my body that that space because I had been through a dynamic change over the weekend. So basically the tools are ask your body questions about anything and everything that has to do with your body and follow the energy. If it's light and expansive, it's true for you. If it's heavy, it's not true for you. And really, like, the body love movement, yes, it's about loving your body, but it's also about finding out what does your body love. Because what is light and true for you may not be light and true for someone else. So what does your body love? My body loves the hot tub on a hot day with a hot cup of coffee. (laughs) Wow. That's a lot of hot. (laughs) Yes. For for someone else, that may be like torture. And they love being wrapped up in a blanket, you know, in the middle of winter. My body hates the cold. Hates it. I avoid winter anywhere I can. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm with you. I am with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the question really becomes, what does your body love? I love pole dancing. That may not be for everyone. You may love right. cycling or zumba or, you know, I love massages. You may hate being naked like that in front of another person rubbing on you. That may not be what works for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. You know, it's funny when you said that about being in the hot tub, drinking hot coffee on a hot day, and then Bonnie, I knew Bonnie, I was going to say, that sounds like Bonnie's thing. Why, yes. why? what's really crazy is, why does, why did I bring in everybody close to me who loves the heat when I don't, my, my body's like, okay. You give me your cold and I'll give you my heat. Maybe that's the answer. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so
0: funny. And it's true, too, you know. And I'll tell you, it's, you know, I have a question for you, Patty. Do you, like, for instance, for people that, let's say, so I feel like you are super connected to your body and you kind of have been for a while because you've been working through this process. But a lot of times when people are not that connected to their bodies, they don't necessarily feel things right away. Mm-hmm. Um I'm an empath, so I'm like on the extreme other side where I feel everything and too much and mm-hmm. your stuff and this one's stuff too. Mm-hmm. But how do you, you know, like would you suggest like muscle testing on this issue? You know, if if somebody can't get a feeling by asking the question, if their body's not giving them the answers that they need, Do you ever recommend like muscle testing using like the solar plexus
1: area? So there's a so
2: there's a lot of different there's a lot of different ways to to tap into the senses that your body is giving you. And the thing is that in this world we have the habit of of declaring these senses as pain in our bodies.
1: Mm.
2: Even quote unquote pain is your body communicating with you. Yes. And so absolutely you can start with muscle testing. If you're someone who's more energetically aware, yes, following the energy. Again, what does light and expansive feel like in your body? You can ask your body, mm. so body, what, what is it, it tell me body, what does it feel like when you really want something? Show me. Show me what it feels like. Cause I'm like totally mm, dead and, and this I is a new practice for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is, this is including your body in, in your life, you know, um, show me body, show me what it looks like when you want something, show me what it looks like when you don't want something. And I'm being really dense here. So I need you to help me so that you and I can have this relationship. Just like with any new person or friend in your life, you have to get to know them. Mm-hmm. You have to like, get to know what they like and what they don't like. And that comes with asking a lot of questions. I would always, always go to asking your body a question. You can start with muscle testing. Absolutely. If that is something that works for you. Um And then first for people who are empaths, who feel everything, because I also am one of those people, I'm going to give you the best freaking question in the world. Are you ready?
0: Yes.
1: Yes.
2: Because I want to <laughs> so you- write this down. <laughs> I'm ready. <Yes. laughs> So, like, basically what we're saying with the word empath is just that we're really, 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 really psychic. We're really, really, really aware. Mm -hmm. So when you sense something, when you feel something, the question is, huh, is this mine? Is this me? Who does this belong to? What am I perceiving? And that's... Like even that, that's a super, super important question just because we are so incredibly aware of everything that's going on around us and everything that's going on in the earth. And so that question for me is just, wait a minute. And I, and I try to be really curious about it. Like how curious can you get with your body?
1: Mm. How
2: curious can you get? How much fun can you have? Discovering and developing this relationship with your body. This doesn't have to be hard work. It doesn't have to be this other thing that you have to do. Like how much fun can you have with your body? And, and playing and discovering, you know, and notice like for example, you know, an easy example I guess is food, because we all, I mean, we eat, you know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when you eat something, <laughs> So when you order something, you know, off the menu at a at a restaurant, okay, cool, Matt, okay, let's order that. And then you get it. So eat it. And and then slowly notice the sensations that it creates in your body as you're eating it. When your body is done eating, if you really slow down and pay attention and, you know, are aware, the the taste of the food will change. And that's when you know, like, okay, I'm done. I ordered a Caesar salad once. I had the first three bites. And I literally, it was like the most delicious orgasmic Caesar salad I'd ever had in my life. And then <laughs> the taste changed. And I was like, oh, it doesn't taste the same. But I wanted it. so I kept eating it. And I was like, oh, this doesn't taste the same anymore. I couldn't <laughs> stop. Like after, after like five bites, my body was done. I had received and gotten everything that I needed from that
0: salad. Um,
2: so I love that. I call
0: that intuitive eating. Yes.
1: You know, because you're eating
0: from your body's wisdom, like your body is like literally saying to you, yes, I like this or no, I don't. I mean, I'll tell you when I was young, I used to, there were certain foods that I didn't like, like Mia knows those foods. I cannot even stand them today are milk and Mm -hmm. eggs. Those are like two things (laughs) that I could not stand as a kid. And the, irony is is that I really found out I had an extreme form of lactose intolerance at the age of 30 and I probably had it my whole life because I was forced to drink milk and the and Mm. eat eggs and the only the eggs I would throw on the floor and the dog would eat but the milk I couldn't (laughs) get away with so I would like literally put like Hershey's Instant in it I was like the you know, I just didn't get it. But my body yes. was trying to yes. tell me, but I didn't understand. And my mother yes. did not understand that. And I would get sick a lot of times when I drank milk. Like I would mm-hmm. regurgitate and I didn't know why. Nobody knew. So my body was trying well, to tell me stuff and I didn't realize I wasn't I wasn't aware. I didn't even know to even think about these things at the time. Yeah.
2: And that's part of like what I was talking about. Like, I think for a lot of us growing up, there was that whole milk campaign and milk, it does the body good. And like, this is this thing that you had to drink <laughs> yeah. for your bones and blah, blah, blah. Again, someone else telling you what your body needs and not including your body in that. But look at the brilliance and the magnificence of your body was telling Absolutely. you, like, obviously you didn't know, cause this is sort of a new way of being with your body. But but And that speaks to when there's discomfort in your body or you get sick or there's pain, that's also your body giving you information. If we didn't go into the sort of like trauma drama of being sick, like there's something wrong, right? If we went into like, oh, what information is my body communicating to me here? What is this telling me? Body, what are you saying? Can you show me in a different way? Like, what is it that, that you're trying to communicate? to me with these sensations if we didn't even define it as pain or sick or whatever then what's the information that is being gifted in this moment um so yeah I love that example and I was the same thing I was kind of the same way there were just certain things that my body just didn't like to eat and then I found out later that I was just allergic good things my body didn't like it you know and you know here's a funny sort of personal example my last partner You know, when we were together, we had amazing, glorious, fantastic sex. Like, it was just mind-blowing, right? Because we were both really connected to our bodies and all that. But our deal was no kids. No kids. Mm. That was the deal. Neither of us wanted babies. And I kid you not, like, we always wanted to have sex, except when I was ovulating. My body was like, nope, nope. None of that right now. And we would, for, for like the first couple of months, we'd be like, oh, this is weird. The sex is changing. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, we made a deal. No babies. So our body, my body, is making sure that we keep that deal so that we don't get pregnant.
0: So there you go. <laughs> like your body Oh, my God. I love that.
2: It's constantly communicating information. And if you didn't judge the information, and if you didn't judge the type of communication, then what is the gift in what your body is doing?
1: Hmm. See, isn't she fabulous? <laughs> She's so amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I wanna I wanna ask um this from from your perspective. I don't know if, if I've ever asked you this or if you if or even if I've ever mentioned it to you. There are some women, Patty, when they go through a change such as um, if they're used to being sexually active and then they're not with a partner, their body cries, their body mm-hmm. has pain. Have you experienced that with uh, clients or, or anything? Cause I, I had gone through that at one point in my, in my life and, mm-hmm. you know, and it was very, very painful because I could really feel like the, it's almost like my body was weeping from the, Innermost depth, yeah, it was very odd, it's happened about three times in my, in yeah, my life. you
2: know, um, gosh, there's so many different places we can go here there is so I'm gonna go now into like having a female body, mm-hmm. and the depth of the depth that are within the genius of the female body. And as a woman, you know, our capacity to be energetically connected to the collective. I'm not saying that men don't have it. I just think that men, that female bodies do this in a different way. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I've had experiences like that where, through the act of copulation, there was a healing that was taken place that was deeper, deeper than my own personal story. There were times I've had relationships where the healing was of like all of the women in my family, that the healing was of the collective of being a woman throughout time, space, and and dimension. And so when we have a partner that can um, facilitate that, that could be something, you know, that is unearthing. Like I also had a lot of, um, there was a lot of sexual trauma in my family that my body as a healer, as an empath, as a, you know, whatever, was healing for my family and for the women in my family. So I had a partner Mm -hmm. that just happened to kind of touch that particular nerve.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm.
2: I had, I had another partner that through our, our sort of, you know, copulation and our relationship, there was like a a sort of universal kind of healing energy that came up. And, and yes, sometimes that release happens through tears and your body facilitating and letting go of the things that have been locked up, not only in our bodies, but just in bodies in general.
1: Mm -hmm. And that
2: actually Mm -hmm. takes me, I wanted to kind of see if we got into this part of the conversation, like fabulous and feminine, like the whole range of that. From the innocent, quote unquote, good girl, all the way to the fierce, you know, killer, protector energy. There is a range of energies that we have available to us that a lot of us don't allow ourselves to have. And so we push those energies down and we hide those energies. We lock them into our bodies. That becomes patterned movement, and behavior that is an actual true freedom of the embodiment of having the female body. Are you guys still with me, or have I just, like, gone into it No, 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 (laughs) No, we
1: are we are here, and we are with you, and we get it. You're like, whoa, keep going, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, You're so funny. Yeah,
2: so so I just want to, sometimes I know I go, like, a little bit out there, and I'm like, can people still hear what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, So for me personally, like, that, copulation having sex you know with another body for me personally can be a very healing experience when I choose someone that my body wants to be with and when I choose someone that is quote-unquote worthy of being with me and my body and so there are copulation creates something every time with every body and so, if you start getting really present with what it is that you want to create through copulation, and I'm not talking about babies, I'm talking about like healing, consciousness, you know, awareness, opening, receiving, gifting like those energies through copulation, and whatever you're holding in your body, it is possible through that for for your body to release i I was dating a guy for a little while. And you know the sex again. This is a different guy. Was phenomenal. The, just just so you guys know. The more I've gotten to know my body and love my body and be present with my body, the better the sex gets. <laughs> yes, that is so, so so true. I am
0: an I am a testament to that. That's mm-hmm. everything yes. that I talk about. Is that if you know your body, like you can't expect somebody else to know your body when no. you don't know your body. Exactly, like, and and exactly. I look, I have a self-pleasuring practice every single morning for yeah. 10 to 15 minutes because <laughs> that is how I get into my body every single totally. day before I start my day.
2: There you go. Self-pleasuring, movement, whatever works for you. Um, but I, I had a partner and, and the sex was magnificent, like even beyond anything that I that I had before. And it was such a vulnerable space And it was such a, like, a place where my body just really totally let go and relax. And one time he put his hand ever so gently, he just like caressed my back in this particular way. And I was in such a vulnerable open space that it released something that I had been holding there. And I just, started crying.
1: And I, I was so
2: lucky that this guy didn't make it very significant. He didn't get all like, Oh my God, are you okay? Can I help you? What's going on? No. He just literally laid there with me and held me and let me cry. And then and then that was that. And he just listened and he was like, Yeah, sometimes things open up in your body and I was like, Yep. And that was it. It wasn't a big to-do. It wasn't a big, like, how can I fix this? It wasn't, like, what's wrong? None of that. It was just a release that needed to happen, and once it was done, it was done. So um, I'm not sure how we got all the way into this particular part of our conversation now.
1: (laughs) I have have a question for you. It's also sexually related, but you know what? We are fabulous and feminine, and we are going to talk about this, dang it.
2: That's right.
1: there are certain bodies that um and, and I want your take on this and why why do certain chemistry with an individual make um sex so remarkable? I mean, I think it's like our soul's type of connection, but what would that be where we feel that certain people are just um our match? Hmm. Um
0: I'm not sure of the question you're asking, Mia, actually. Like, are you How, asking, wh- like, what makes the chemistry so amazing
1: between two people? Yeah, I guess. And why are some people uh, we have these great uh, sexual moments with and we, we want to keep repeating them over and over again? And, <laughs> some, and some we're not. We're just like, okay, I'm done, you know, kind of thing. For me,
2: I got to tell you what I... what. What I think that is, is the level of presence Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that there is between the two people. Mm -hmm. Presence with your body, presence with their own body, Mm -hmm. presence with all of the energies that are getting activated and moving during that time. Like, there's a big difference Mm -hmm. between a slam-bam-thank-you-ma'am moment which occasionally can be fun if that's what you're in the mood for. But like a Neanderthal slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's like, eh, nothing, eh, okay,
1: thanks, nah, you
2: know. and And being with someone who is willing to be totally present with you and with your body. Like this, this guy that I was talking about, he, I, I, you know, I'm such a curious little monkey. I would just be like, Oh my God. Like you just, how did you do this to my body? You know, he just was, was just skilled. And I was like, and he, he worked with horses and he was, he's a farrier. So he works on, on helping horses stay healthy and cleaning out their shoes and blah, blah, blah. And I asked him and I was like, do you think that, You know, working with horses opens this energy up for you to be present with my body in this way. And he's like, yeah, when I work with a horse, like I have to be aware of every single twitch Mm -hmm. in that horse's body or I'm going to get kicked, you know. So his ability to be present with my body and every single squirm and twitch and sigh and movement and noise guided him in, like, the, the like, compass of my body. Your body speaks through copulation. Like, when I'm with someone, I'm always present with their body. The copulation is about your body. Mm -hmm. So, body, where do you want to be touched? How do you Mm want to be touched? Show me. And so he just happened to have that talent already, you know, developed because of his work with horses. But when I'm with someone, I'm always present with the body. And I think that that's what makes the difference. If you're with someone who checks out, who leaves, Mm -hmm. who isn't fully present with the entire body, and it's just about the genitals, it's a very different energy than someone who's like really present with everything. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, and then sometimes there's that like chemical, that's why you always have to ask your body, body, would this be fun with this person? Cause sometimes there's that chemical kind of, attraction, you know, because of some other lifetime you've shared or some other vow from some other thing like you, you know, you, you know, those moments where you've just met someone and you lock eyes and everything else disappears. That's fine. Okay. There's something there, but you got to include your body in that because it may not be fun for your body. It just may be a connection from something else. You know, wow. Okay, I feel really. I feel this charge with this person. Would it be fun to have sex with them? Are they going to contribute to me in my body? Are they going to be grateful? Um, is it going to be fun? Like, will this create something magnificent? Because it may just be. You know, what it doesn't. That's possible too. That's why it's important to always stay in the question. But there's a lot of different things that it could be. But that's
1: that's my response. <laughs> I, <laughs> Presence I with your that, body. <laughs> I think that it's really beautiful how you brought up um about the gratitude, you know? Mm-hmm. Giving mm-hmm. the gift of of love or making love with someone is really um a very beautiful thing. It's interesting mm-hmm. because when I was married my entire life when I was younger My husband and I used to thank each other every night afterwards. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, and then in other relationships, I've had men who have just been like, well, one in particular would be just every time like, oh, my God, what the hell did you do to my body? I feel like a million dollars, you know? Mm -hmm. And what woman doesn't want to hear that, right? And then we have those partners that that if you say thank you, they're like, why? You know, and it's like, hello? (laughs) I'm right here. Everyone. Yeah.
2: (laughs) everyone is in a different everyone's in a different place in their sort of sexual consciousness and evolution
1: um and it's all
2: a learning experience and i do want to kind of put it out there for for the listeners if you are someone who is constantly picking people that leave you depleted or sad or, you know, they're super happy and great and you kind of feel like shit about yourself. You may want to ask your body if, if you have a healing body, if you are a healer. Cause if you uh-huh. are a healer, then you always want to pick people that need healing, but not everybody wants to be healed.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know,
2: and that's part of what those questions are, are important. You know, will they be grateful? Can, you know, is this going to be fun for me? And for my body, because as mm-hmm. a healer and as an empath as well, you always want to be that gift of healing and be that gift of, of, but not everyone wants to have that. And so if you're, you're someone right. who's always taking people that um need healing or like are in trouble or are not very kind, you know, then you want to look at, okay, am I a healer? And if so, this person that I want to have sex with, can they receive from me? And if they can't or won't, then
1: maybe rethink your choice. (laughs) That is the most brilliant information I think I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. On any topic. Not just
2: sex. You know what? Totally. Having that information changed my life as well. I It just changed my life. And that's when I really started choosing better partners. Because I was like, I don't like, I'm depleted all of the time. And I don't, that's not what I want for my life and for my relationships and for the sex that I choose to have. I want to choose people that are going to be a contribution to me and to my body. Because I know I will be. I will be. That's just part of who I am. It's just my natural you know, you just stand next to me for a couple of hours, your life will change. It's just part of who I am. And that's true.
1: And even if it's not sexual, standing next to me for a couple of hours, your life will change. Yes. (laughs) Totally. Totally. So I want people in my life
2: that are going to contribute to me as well.
1: And I have to ask for that. And so there you go. That's part of the receiving that most women don't get as part of what we're talking about on the sex step. It's not just about for one partner, and not another. It's a beautiful dance or a symphony type thing. The absolutely. connection, the relationship yeah, between absolutely and, two people. And yeah, and as women
2: we are sort of entrained to always be giving. You know, to that, that we are the nurturing ones and we are the ones that take care of everyone and we're the ones that take care of the family. And I know that all of that is changing in this world that we live in. It is changing, but there's like a deep sort of pattern mm-hmm. of always giving and we have to learn how to receive as well and allow that energy to be a sort of a continuous A flow of gifting and receiving. Gifting Mm -hmm. and receiving. Filling your cup till it's overflowing so that you are always full and you are gifting from the overflow. And there is a flow back and forth of everything. Um, Because if not, you're just going to be sick and tired all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Well, not only that, people don't realize that a lot of the challenges that they have in relationship to receiving, and I know because I didn't know this until very, very recently, came from generations of Mm -hmm. females that were not receiving, that were always the Mm -hmm. doers, that were always leading things, that were always strong women. I mean, I -hmm. I come from a lineage of very strong women. like Even my great-grandmother, who... So I'm 54 years old, so you can imagine how old my great-grandmother would be because my parents are like 83 and one's not around anymore. So my great-grandmother worked. My -hmm. grandmothers both worked. My mother worked. I came from a working girl
2: Mm -hmm. family,
0: and it was always about doing, and I cannot tell you how much it was ingrained in me that I always need to be able to take care of myself. Like... This is mm-hmm. the most important thing and like, don't, you know, always have some of your own money and don't depend on anybody else and do, oh do, God. do and work yep. hard. You know, you have to work hard to, for what you're, you know, to be successful. Like these are the messages and my body.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I grew up being a tomboy, you know, which is not surprising when you listen to those things because That's what I connected as being good was being a boy, like was doing everything just like, and I was the oldest. So my brothers were kind of like following along with me, but I was like, you know, just the boy leading the other two boys. And it took me even, I work, I have to work on this every day now to become, Mm -hmm. you know, to work on my feminine, the feminine part of me, the part of me that is the receiver, every single day because it's like literally so ingrained that it's really a practice and people don't understand. It's not a shift that you make and it's over and it's done. It's an Mm -hmm. ongoing process that you get more and more refined at.
2: Absolutely. absolutely. I grew up with a lot of those messages as well of, you know, be independent and don't depend on anyone and don't depend on a man and have your own money and do your own work and blah, 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 blah. And I'm grateful for that, you know, in a way, because I have, you know, I've got my own company and I, 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 I'm an independent entrepreneurial woman. And I love that. And I also like, there's, there's a time in my company where I was doing everything myself. And that was exhausting, exhausting. And I'm learning how to invite other people into my life and receive from other people. Just like you're saying, Bobby, it's a practice, especially when you've grown up with that pattern of be on your own, be on your own. And the thing is that like people, I think they love gifting. They love being able to contribute to other people. Men love to be able to contribute to women. They love that. And we have just, in this very weird feminist movement, excluded them from the gift that they can be in our lives.
0: Thank, you for, because, no, <laughs> no, thank you for saying that. Because, no, seriously, thank you for saying that. Because And I'm <laughs> going to say, and I want to why is because me as my whole thing is about elevating women and loving the men through it because mm-hmm. there is so much animosity and negativity mm-hmm. towards men that men don't know what to do. They don't know what's yeah. up, what's down. They don't know what they can do, what they're allowed to mm-hmm. do with all of the, I'm sorry, but I'm not a me too girl, yep. no yep. matter what you say, you know what I mean? I'm just not, I'm not a sheep and I don't follow along with other people. Mm -hmm. I believe that we need to elevate men and love Mm -hmm. them through this, not just attack
1: them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All three of us us have had our our Me Too moments. So that's what I want to say. Mm -hmm. It's not like we don't. We've had serious Me Too moments. And we're saying, Mm -hmm. enough of this crap. Enough of this bullshit. Yeah. We can't change... (laughs) Yeah, we can't change
2: the world by creating separation. Right. And I think that's what a lot of this movement has kind of, and you're right, Bonnie, like guys are like, oh shit, fuck, now what? Now what am I going to do? Can't open your door. I can't buy you dinner. You know, I can't, you you (laughs) you know, it's just like, I better not try to do anything. And like, that's cruel. That's cruel. We cannot right. create more consciousness by separating each other, you know, loving right. men and, and empowering them is allowing them to be who they are. And part of that is contributing to women, you know, and wanting to be there for them and, and wanting to be that sort of provider energy. But we've gotten so wrapped up in I'm independent. I can do it on my own. Like, <laughs> that we don't include them, and I just think mm-hmm. that's so. I don't know. It's it's troubling. It's troubling, and I'm glad that there are women out there that are speaking up around this very topic. You know,
1: well, you know, of like, from- hey, we can't
2: we can't blame the men. We also can't blame the men. Like, right. You know, oh, it's this patriarchal society that has put down women. No, I think that is such fucking bullshit. No one can put you down unless you let them. Mm -hmm. Unless you let them. And if you are an empowered woman, then it's your choices that will continue to empower you. No one can disempower you unless you let
1: them. So, you know, this is quite, you know what I, you know what I find really fascinating and has always stuck with me since I was a little girl and, of course, I I put myself in that activist role, even as a kid, meaning that I stood up against, you know, bullying and stuff like that. But you know, what really had me thrown as a woman, or as a female, because I wasn't a woman, I was still a child. But as a female was this whole feminist movement that was cutting men's testicles off, more or less, you know, uh, burning our bras, all that kind of stuff. It was like, what is this about? I remember as a child going, what is this? I don't want to follow these people. You know, they're, they're, (laughs) I guess it was part of the hippie movement or something, but and the feminists too. And so it's like the burning of the bras. And I'm thinking, isn't the rubber going to smell? You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) you can free your boobs all you want, but sometimes they need support man. I just didn't get that. So, <laughs> That's a good one. So Sometimes they baby support. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I this, love it. So with this conversation, it's like, how are we going to take this forward? Because in mm-hmm. the past, it was about burning bras and putting men down to the point that now the men that are, you know, we love male energy. The three of us happen to love male energy so much. So we could probably mm-hmm. heal the world just with our own love for it. And there are many out there like us. So where do we go from here? This is what Fab and Sam is all about and bringing on people like you that can lovingly guide us, you know, as a, a mass of, you know, part of our species into a space yeah. that's so much you more know, beautiful.
2: Yeah, you know, I want to bring it because this is another place where your body can, can be, be a, a contribution, contribution to you. So if you are in a, can you guys hear me? I feel like there's a bit of an echo. Um, yes, we just we just have about forty okay. seconds
1: left, but yes, you go. Forty ahead. seconds.
2: So if you are in a situation where your body is letting you know, hey, something here is not right, do not override that. That That's is where right. you override your awareness for something else. So if okay. you're in a situation where your body's like, mm, something doesn't feel right here, we need to get out of here, then get out of there. Listen to your body. She's helping you. She's informing you. Um, and so pay attention to your body's cues. That's like the the number one thing, you know, is pay attention to what your body's telling you because she'll tell you it's something's array. In any situation, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it's with That's a man beautiful. or a woman, it doesn't matter. That's, right. Um, That's bring, right. Bringing it back to like the body love and including your body in everything.
1: Yes. And including your body in being strong and not feeling like a victim because we're not. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. yes. I love that. I, none of us are Thank you, Patty, victims. for joining us. That's right. And thank, thank you, you all. so
1: much so for nice. sharing your beauty and your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you. And we're out.